0: All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, we're back again for episode two of the Sports Analytics Podcast, um, and this week we're going to be focusing on uh, the upcoming Week Four of the NFL. So we'll get right into it and uh, talk about some basic storylines. Um, something I want to jump right off or jump right in on is uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase getting right. Uh, everyone, my boys know. Brendan and Kev know I've been worried about him. You know, he hasn't had the greatest games, but he comes back, gets 12 receptions on 15 targets, takes them for 141 yards, no score, but still managed to get around 28 points, I think. So that, that's a huge pick-me-up. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that.
1: Huge for the fantasy team. I know huge. you were worried. Him and A.J. Brown have really, been, really yep. been selling.
0: A.J. Brown with a good week, too. Exactly. exactly. Altamar. And Altamar. i uh Scored 185 points on uh, probably one of the weaker teams in the league. I would say so, but um, you know it's always good to get a win. Yeah, of course, definitely, of course,
1: definitely. And I uh, kind of want to come in here and talk about the sorry Broncos. Oh my goodness, seventy to twenty—the final score in Miami—and just the future with Denver is like I think it's unparalleled how like screwed they are for the future. Sean Payton was coming there to save the franchise, save Russell Wilson. And he started 0-3. He has, just the Broncos have looked brutal. Like, they started the season with an onside kick. Mm. First first play of the season. Never seen mm. that before. Just insane. And, <clears throat> and the Broncos, like, it's crazy. That Russ contract, record-setting contract, it hasn't even set in. The, he's still on a Seattle deal. Like, it's crazy. He has five years, I think around $200 million, and it starts next year. And he's... A bottom 15 quarterback in the NFL. Mm, like I, maybe I genuinely 10. maybe bottom 10. I wouldn't be shocked.
0: And are you are you ready to give up on Russ? Like have you seen enough warm?
1: <sighs> I mean, this year he I don't think he's the problem. The he's defense the problem has been year. pitiful. But like it was last year, the defense was the solution. Like no, what happens? I, I agree. I feel like it's gonna meet somewhere in the middle where the defense can be fine mm-hmm. and Russ is gonna be fine, but he's gonna be one of the highest paid quarterbacks <clears throat> in the NFL just to be fine. And that's not going to work. The Broncos, right. like, I don't know what you do. Cause no, that's not you the Because trade, trade a first-round pick for Sean Payton. He's done, he's done nothing except, except trash talk Nathaniel Hackett. And,
0: and it doesn't matter. He's 0-3. So
1: exactly. that's the
0: bottom line. That's hmm. all you have to look at. If you're that's 0-3. Exactly.
2: Think of this from a Broncos fan perspective. Going forward, what do the Broncos have? They're already in the basement this season. You assume that there's nothing they can really do to salvage a season. You're maybe thinking off season already, but you have that Rust contract sitting in soon. What do you do with the salary cap moving forward? What do you do if you're the Broncos' ownership? How do you, yeah, how do
0: you manage all this? Exactly. No idea. And you are right. I mean, the basement of a great division. I yep. mean, the Chiefs are They're always good. Going to be there around for a while. The Chargers slow start, mm. but it's the Chargers. I mean, we got Justin Herbert, a good uh, receiving core. Although we will get into Mike Williams ACL later. Mm. Um, and then Las Vegas, I mean, <clears throat> Las, Las Vegas isn't necessarily a great team, but I think they're, you know, a frisky team, and they can scrape out a couple wins here and there, especially if we're playing against the Denver Broncos.
1: They beat the Broncos already this exactly.
0: year. And, I mean, speaking of Vegas, questionable
2: call from uh, Josh McDaniels. Oh, yeah, oh, knew Josh you were going to talk about this crazy. one. I was thinking, what, what is he thinking? Down 23-15, down to 15. you're going down the field, about two minutes left, a little more than two minutes, chooses to kick a field goal. Crazy. After the game, Josh McDaniel said that you have two choices there. You try to make it a five-point game where you have the opportunity to win it with a touchdown if you get the ball back, or you try to go for it there. And if you happen to convert, you have to make the two-point conversion. All the rest of it. Thinking about it, though, like from obviously an outsider's perspective, you're ru- you're rushing down the field. Devontae Adams had a great game. Why not just keep Trish, feeding him the ball? Game. Keep feeding that offense. Who again had a pretty decent game? Mm-hmm. You go for two. Mm-hmm. Like that's just common. Common sense, in my opinion. Mm. I don't know why you take the ball out of the offense's hands, take away all their momentum.
0: No, I totally it's agree. Crazy. That offense was hot. It, they, it seemed like Devontae Adams could have anything he wanted. He was crazy. Um,
1: you did a pretty solid Steelers defense. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, all right. Yeah. I mean, the secondary. I mean, we got Minka Patrick back there. So yep. Yeah,
1: I mean, they only let up 18 points in that game. Like, yeah. Steelers defense is for real.
0: Yeah, and basically all their volume on offense was from uh, Devontae. Yeah. So. Exactly. It's um, It's crazy. And uh, we'll just stick with the uh, Las Vegas wide receiver uh, room right now as we get into our start sits of uh, week four. Uh, We're going to start it off. My pick of the week is wide receiver Jacoby Myers. Mm. Jacoby Myers – uh, I mean, I'm a little biased. I love Jacoby Myers. He's a Patriot. Now he's obviously on Las Vegas. He saw 12 targets last week. He only caught seven of them, which is still all right. And he took them for 85 yards. And one thing I want to highlight here is on the season, he has as many, uh, red zone targets as Devontae. He has five red zone targets. Mm. And another nice stat that I like to, uh, pick out is that he has, an average of nine yards after contact. So after he catches the ball, and someone, he's, he's always going to slip one tackle and bring it for another nine, which is really nice to see. Um, I think also, you know, the top cornerback is always going to be on Devontae. And he's seen 22 targets across two games. So that's not bad at all. Um, he gets 23.7% of the team's targets when he is in, obviously, uh, we did say he missed that one game with a concussion. But I do like him. I think um, he's going to be against the Chargers secondary, which is all right. I mean, it's not great. It's not the worst. Um, but I like him this week, and I think if you're struggling for a spot uh, with someone else, you should uh, plug him in. It's
1: a great flex play. Yeah. For my uh I have no starts. It's only sits for me. I'm very, very low, and I hate to do this. It's brutal because I – have to start on my fantasy team. It's Jerome Ford. <laughs> I, I love him, and I run into that th- core. It's it's brutal. Wait, let wait, me but... just talk about who's your RB one this I week. S- don't don't worry about it. Who is was it, it last one? week? Who, yeah. is, who is it
0: this week though?
1: You know, it's it's not Joshua Kelly. That's, that's It's all Damian I know. Pierce, right? It could be.
0: It's it's
2: very hey, possible. He a touchdown last week, right? He
1: did. He mm-hmm. did. Nice. nice
2: to see one go through the rim. All right, all
1: right. On <laughs> 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 for Jerome.
2: Finally running back He scores I, a touchdown listen, on your team.
1: Jerome Jerome he scores nineteen points last week and he was on my bench. Still won the week though, so no worries there. But he has a 50% snap share in this offense, which, you know, he, some could say it's going to grow, but I just worried. Kareem Hunt, it's not like he's a new running back. He's was in that Browns offense. He's going to know it more. Right, he knows the playbook. He, yeah, Jerome, a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. I don't think the Browns offense is scoring that many. I think Deshaun is not a good quarterback. And Ford going up against the Ravens, not even a bad matchup with all those injuries. The Ravens have so many injuries. It's crazy. But yeah, I think Ford. I think he's maximum, like very max, fifteen points a game. But if the Browns are winning, then he could go off. I just don't see them scoring many points. So
0: I just want to ask: He's he scored nineteen last week. He did score 19 26 last the week, week before. Yes, but you think he's fifteen going forward? I just want. I do it's a slight regression.
1: I think I just think that backfield is going to become more and more of a committee right. and more and more of less Ford, which I hate because I think he's more talented than the rest of the backs there. But, yeah, I think him, it's him, Pierre Strong, and Kareem Hunt, and it's it's brutal because I love the guy, but he is not – I don't think he's a startable player going forward. It's brutal. All
2: right. All right, so I'll say my start for the week. Um, The probably second biggest Swift name in the NFL this weekend, but DeAndre Swift. Um, Eagles got a favorable matchup against the Commanders. I think they're going to look to control the tempo of this game with the run. Um, Last week, the Commanders allowed 98 rushing yards to James Cook um, and are coming off, again, a a terrible game against the Bills. I expect another run-heavy game for the Eagles this week. Um, Swift has had 175 yards and 130 yards in his last two games. Um, I could see another 15 carries with Mm. another 125-plus yards for Swift, Um, and I think you could definitely see a touchdown or two in there as well. He hasn't scored one yet, too, or he scored one against Minnesota. Um, so he's only sitting on one touchdown in the year, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. he can get another this week and definitely be a big
0: start. Yeah, uh, I, anyone, I I love Swift. Out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think that's a great start. I think he's a great back. I mean, you just even though he splits some carries with uh, Gainwell. The Eagles' O-line is just so good, it's and you, you just see the holes they create. I mean, th- those things are craters, and and it mm. looks like DeAndre Swift is running hard. He's running with a purpose. <laughs> it looks like he's really trying to make a statement as he mm. uh, accelerates through those holes, which I, I love to see when I got him in my flex. Um, but, but now we're going to uh, go on and talk about some sits, and my sit of the week is going to be John Dotson. I took John Dotson this year. I thought he was going to be great. I was very high on him, a great flex player, but... He just hasn't cut it. Um, over the last three games, he's had 10 catches for 83, uh, 83 yards. He has zero red zone targets. And I know he's not a big like red zone threat. I mean, he's not the biggest receiver. He's more that uh, quicker slot guy. But still, you want to see a couple targets um, in the red zone, um, especially because I think his longest reception of the year is under 30 yards. So if he, if he really is that deep threat, he's not getting those chances. Um, also... Uh, contrasting him with the yards after contact with Jacoby Myers, he only has half of a yard after contact. So he's not breaking tackles. It just doesn't seem like he's that explosive this year. And and part of the reason uh, with that could be Sam Howell. I mean, I don't I don't love Sam Howell at all. He doesn't excite me. It doesn't look like he can mm. throw the ball um, that well. And and especially this week, you got to sit him against the Eagles. I mean, that defense is elite. We all know that. Yep. He's yep. going to be going up against some great cornerbacks, a great secondary, in general. So, yeah, I, I'm saying sit John Dotson this week.
1: All right, we, we got a hot one here for my, my second sit of the week. It's we're, I'm sitting both Dolphins running backs. Wow, sitting Raheem Hope and I'm sitting Devon. You sure you want to you want to sit? Them? I I think I am. It's it's tough coming up after the 91 total points that both that. of them scored. Here, here's my reasoning. They are due for major regression. The height for these two is insane. Obviously. The Dolphins ran for over 300 yards on yeah. the sorry, sorry Broncos. And that is true. And the Dolphins are playing the Bills this week. This is not going to be a game where they run the ball a lot. The, the, the weather in Buffalo is good. It's not going to be some snowy game in Buffalo. The Bills' defense is absolutely legit. Brian Robinson, which I told you to sit last week, 7 points. Josh Jacobs the week before, top 20 player in fantasy, 9 points. The Bills' defense, just the, they don't let up points to running backs in fantasy. And I feel like both of them are not going to get much volume. I think this could be a good game for Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle because I think the Bills be leading this game for most of it. But I think both running backs are not a start for me this week. Yeah,
2: I'm also going to sit on the other side of that Dolphins-Bills game. I'm going to sit uh, Bill's running back, uh, James Cook. Wow. Damn. I mean, the Dolphins' defense, they've allowed less than 50 yards rushing to RB1s in the past two games. This, uh, the past two games, um, And like Brendan just said, this game, I think the Dolphins could be leading most of the time. With that in mind, I don't see the Bills running a ton of running plays. I think they'll be looking to pass the ball more. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will obviously lead to less rushes for Cook.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He also, on top of that, has not scored a touchdown yet. Um, so you can't rely on him to just get a random two touchdowns to get you some nice points. Yeah, who's um, even
0: taking the goal line bulk? Is it Latavius Murray? Latavius Murray, Murray, Damian, Damian
1: Harris. Harris. Yeah, Damian Harris,
2: There's, another one. He's so I, I don't I don't like James Cook this week. Um, I also think that the Bills like to pass the ball a lot in the red zone and like. To run some little gadget plays with Josh Allen on some rollouts, mm. um, so that's why I'm sitting James Cook this week. All
0: right, mm, fair enough. Like that's it. Um, all right, so we got we gave you your, uh, our starts for the week. We gave you our sits. Uh, let's move on to a waiver wire pickup. Um, I'm gonna start off this talk, uh, this conversation with I think you should go ahead and go add Josh Palmer of the LA Chargers. Um, I think Josh Palmer. I mean, obviously, it sucks. Mike Williams goes down last week with an ACL. Um, you hate to see that. It seems like Real. Mike Williams is always getting hurt, and he's such a good talent. But it's just – it's really hard to watch. But it does open up an opportunity for Josh Palmer. Um, he only saw 11% of the team target share uh, before – or through the first three games. Um, only three red zone targets. Um, but that's actually more than Mike Williams had, if you can believe that or not. Um, Josh Palmer is only about 6'1", and I, I want to say 196-ish pounds, I think I I read this morning. And he's getting more red zone targets than Mike Williams, who's obviously a, a much Crazy. bigger receiver. So that is something you might want to look into. Um, and then, I mean, this is a little bit of a sleeper pick. It's a little dangerous because, you know, he only had eight catches for 83 yards in the last three games. Um, but I mean, he's he's right behind Williams and Allen, and if you look in that depth chart and then uh, look at some of those metrics, um, he's the third wide receiver in the offense, so without, uh, with Williams going down, rather, I think uh, Josh Palmer could be poised for um, some some good output
1: in the mm. following weeks. On the topic of Josh Palmer, one uh, little sell-high candidate I have in that church's offense, you might think... Keenan Allen oh, like, is someone you want to buy because he's going to be the only only great target. Mm. I think one of the reasons he's been so good and crazy, like twenty catches, eighteen catches, is because they couldn't double him because mm. it's Mike Williams on one side and Keenan Allen. Yeah, that's a really they good point. Defenses are a lot more, a lot less afraid of Josh Palmer or Quentin Johnston, who was running with like the twos. Like he has not proven anything. No,
0: yet. he's the, he has
1: done absolutely. And nothing. I think Keenan Allen going to get. Doubled on every play, I think totally a sell-high candidate. If you can get him for like a wide receiver one, like Keenan Allen for Jamar right now, do that trade every day of the week, even Mm -hmm. though Keenan Allen might be the wide receiver one overall and wide receiver three. I think sell high on Keenan Allen.
0: Definitely down the stretch. Keenan Allen's also another person that uh, has struggled with injuries before, and obviously you don't want to play the game of fantasy uh, waiting on injuries, but uh, that's always something to keep in mind as well. Mm.
2: Certainly. I'll move on to my waiver wire. Um, come out of Houston. I like Texans, the rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud, um, put up back to back 20 plus point weeks. Um,
0: man, he's throwing a tank out. How about yes, that? My tank guy Dell, tank out. Yeah.
2: Good, uh, good pickup from Enzo last week. Um, really nice game watching him play against the Jaguars last week against a pretty solid defense too. Um, so definitely don't take that out into account. Um, but this week's got a bit of a tough matchup coming up against the Steelers. Uh, I do like um, his matchup this week, Um, and I think as he adjusts a little bit more to the NFL and this offensive system, he'll be able to put up at least consistently, I think, 22-plus points. Um, He has a great arm, great accuracy. He's definitely got some underrated weapons. He's got, obviously, Tank Dell, uh, Nico Collins, and I think Dalton Schultz is a nice little piece on that offense, too. Um, And again, he's only rostered in about 18% of fantasy leagues this season. Um, so if you don't, if you have a quarterback, some quarterback, uh, uncertainties, I think CJ Stroud's your guy to go get for the rest of the season.
1: Mm. I like All that right. pickup. For my waiver wire pickup, I feel like these two from Zoe and Kev are kind of the, one of the ones I really only like. And for this one, I'm really more of a, really more of a stash. Really leave it on your bench. You can put them on your IR. It's Jeff Wilson Jr. Hmm. For the Miami hmm. Dolphins. You know, Raheem, he's 31 years old. I really can't see. I mean, I already told him to sit him. I think his pace really falls off a bit. And I think he might fall down his depth chart. Even with Devon H in there, the rookie, I just feel like Jeff Wilson, he's the most proven back in that backfield. He was supposed to be the starter. Then he got hurt. I think it's a great, putting your IR spot. You can just let him sit there until like week eight, week nine. Dolphins are going to be winning games. They're a great team. And I think Jeff Wilson, it's a late season. Let's say the Dolphins are like killing teams. It's a great little stash once he becomes that RB1 again and you can play him. That's like a mid-tier, low-end RB2 that you just got for free, I feel Mm. like.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good stash. Um, Obviously, there's always players that blow up, and we were talking about that last week. Another player I just want to kind of float out there. um, He's suspended right now, but it's Jamison Williams. Mm. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about Jamison Williams. Obviously, that um, wide receiver room is kind of... You know, obviously they have Amon Ross St. Brown and he's going to be their guy. But Definitely. Um, going forward, I mean, just looking back to week two when the uh, Lions lost to the Seahawks, Josh Reynolds, mm. just, I mean, this week, zero targets and zero receptions. Um, but, I mean, Two weeks ago, he got two touchdowns, and he had a great game. So Mm -hmm. I just think maybe he could be kind of like Brendan is saying, like a nice player to stash, um, play him by a week-by-week matchup and kind of see, you know, where your team's at, what you need. And, and, uh, yeah, just kind of wanted to float that one out there.
1: But, that, um, yeah, that wide receiver two role in uh, Detroit is definitely right. up for the up for the taking. Mm-hmm. Like Laporta this week goes yeah, off exactly. I can totally see from aggression from him. Mm-hmm. And if Jameson is a consistent, he's so talented. Yeah. He stays consistent right behind Amon Ra. I think he'd totally be a consistent wide receiver yeah. in fantasy.
0: He is still suspended for three. I think he's suspended uh, until after week six. I think yeah. he comes back week seven, but um, I think so. We can double check that. There's much gambling. Um, Too much gambling. Yeah. Something we all love. <laughs> Something uh, that <laughs> Dot's actually going to talk to you guys about right yep, now. Let's yep. get into Dot's Locks. So, Dot's yep. Locks. Going 0 and 5 last week. <laughs> yep. 0
2: and 5. How does the kid respond?
0: Let's <sighs> so, see. It's not about how you get hit, it's about how hard you pick it up and get
1: back to it. It so. truly is this week. Dot's Locks, 0 and 5 last week. Missed the teaser as well. And I mean, it was just tragic. The Bucks picks, those were, you know what, plus four and a half in the over. Those were never going to hit. Those were bad bets. And but Jags, you said they were locks. I did. They are Dots And locks. I, I put the Buccaneers over as the lock of the week. Wow. And, and it Jag- crumbled. It, it certainly did. No, just say how it is. It crumbled. It, uh, you know, it wasn't a great bet. You know, but you know what? This week could have so easily been a one unit lost week. Chiefs under forty seven and the Packers minus two oh just my broke my heart. Packers win by one. Look,
0: we I think any of us a, a, loss any, is a loss. It's that's, the it's, oh, that's oh, all stop. it is, and I don't think oh, anybody brutal. wants to hear your excuses. You lost their money. <laughs> yeah. So let's just get right into your week, or your picks for this week.
1: All right. You know what? You know what? If you're gonna come at me like that, we come out. We need we need locks this week. Let's hear them.
0: Locks? I need some hot ones I want too. a lock.
1: I want to make this money. Is a steamy one. This one. Free money, it's Bills minus two and a half. Bills-Dolphins, huge regression spot here for Miami. Coming off 70-20, to public loves them. It's in Buffalo. I feel they're not going to run the ball on this Buffalo defense. I think Josh Allen, Diggs, the whole Buffalo team, they're back to normal. That Jets game was not how they're going to be all year. And I feel like this is just a grinded-out win for Buffalo. I think it's 24-21. Maybe even more. Maybe a bigger win for Buffalo. Give me a minus two and a half all day. Second one, I've got Titans-Bengals under 41 and a half. See, the, the, the Bengals, I do not believe in Joe Burrow right now. And it's not because of Burrow as a passer. It's because of Burrow as an injured player. He's mm. literally an injured player. i have nothing he against is. Burrow. But he was not looking good. Against against the Rams, like they win six, they win nineteen to sixteen. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, this, Jamar had a great game too, mm-hmm. and I just feel like, bro, he's still injured. They should not have played him. Jake Browning could have been the starting quarterback for the Bengals, and they would have won that game. Just dumping the ball off.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's
1: very very possible Burrow can get injured in the next three weeks, and you hate to play the injury game, but I might right now. And for the Titans side of this game. This, like, I think Derrick Henry's over the cliff. I think it's over, guys. Like, this, it's the worst offensive line in the league. Tannehill, he might be a bottom three quarterback in the NFL. And this receiving court, DeAndre's been fine, but I think traylon has been a little bit disappointing. Mm-hmm, and definitely. I feel like this game ends, like, 17-10. I, e- either way, I think the only way the Titans win is by making the Bengals not score a lot. And the only way that the Bengals win is by getting to, like, 21, and then the Bengals- Titans can't get to 10. And for the third one, a lot, of, a lot of unders this week. A lot of unders this week in Dots and Locks. We've got the Ravens and the Browns mm. under 41. The Browns defense, it's the best in the league right now. You it's sure you want to say that? Crazy. I, I am. Browns defense? It's the best in the NFL.
0: Wow. So you think the Browns defense is better than the Eagles and the Niners defense? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. They've have not had a play inside their 10-yard line this year. Oh
0: jeez.
1: That is the craziest stat I've heard in what 3 weeks. The Browns have played the they played the Bengals week 1. but the Bengals week 1. Okay.
0: And the they Bengals played scored zero points or three, like three points. They three points.
1: They, they played who did the Browns play week 2? They played well they played Titans last week. They played on like Monday night, right? Yes. Yeah. The Steelers. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. And listen, an listen, electrifying listen, offense. The Steelers. Kenny Pickett. He's the answer, right? Listen. 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 I do not believe that. But sarcastic. Browns have been absolutely unbelievable on defense. And while the Ravens' offense is good, they're missing. Like the the injuries are crazy. Uh, are OBJ, Justice Hill, Tyler Linderbaum. I mean, Dobbins has been Obviously out Dobbins, since week yeah. one. Like, this offense is a shell of its former self. Mm -hmm. Lamar can only do so much, and he's played great. But I think Miles Garrett, I think that D-line is going to go crazy again. Mm -hmm. And I honestly can't see either team scoring over 21 points. Like, Deshaun, they didn't score 27 against the Titans last week. Deshaun, I do not believe in Deshaun. I'm selling high on Deshaun after that game last week, even though I have Mark Cooper in fantasy, which is brutal. But I really just feel that this game goes under 41 next one, more unders. I don't think many points are being scored this week. It's Chiefs and the Jets. This is all, right. all about the trends on primetime. Think about it this way. And in the Sunday football, on these primetime games, everyone loves to bet favorites and everyone loves to bet overs. And that's mm. the reason why the house always wins. Unders in primetime hit at a 62% clip. Wow. To be profiting mm. gambling, you have to hit at a 53% clip. And I just think... It's such an easy trend. It's so clear. The Jets are playing who might be the worst quarterback in the NFL, all backups included. Zach Wilson is atrocious.
0: Yeah, he He is. He has not
1: passed for over 200 yards in three games. He hasn't had a passer rating over eighty-one. Yeah, it is incredible. He's awful, and with his weapons are good. Jared Wilson's a great receiver. Yeah, he ma- he really makes I mean, like, he
0: makes me happy
1: to have Mac Jones. Oh, it's, like he yeah. it's he incredible. makes me
0: grateful for Mac Jones, which is crazy.
1: It is because it's Mac Jones. It's incredible.
0: Any quarterback, That's literally
1: any quarterback over oh,
0: Zach Wilson. I mean, you're right.
1: And it's, it's crazy. You're right. I think this total is way too high, even against like Mahomes. You know, I did this bet last week, basically the same bet, <laughs> except. The Jets' defense is just miles ahead of the Bears. I think 42.5 yeah. is way really too That's high. Fair. I like that. I think this total should be 35 because it's probably going to be 30-0 to in terms of the Chiefs over the Jets. And the last one, give me San Francisco minus 14 against the Cardinals. This one's all about the, the sell-high spot for the Cardinals. They just beat the Cowboys outright in, in, in Arizona. And now the pub, now the lines come out, and it's plus fourteen. The publics all over them. It's fifty six percent of the bets are on Arizona. And another reason why the house always wins. I feel like San Francisco is going to go in there. Their average margin of victory has been nineteen points this year, and they're the class of the NFL. The Cardinals are not. I predict a huge regression for Josh Dobbs. I think maybe it's sub two hundred yards passing, and I think this game is like twenty seven to three. Maybe even more.
0: That sounds like a pretty safe one to
1: me. I think so. And, so. uh
0: with that, with that, you want to get into the pod lay? little wrap yep. it up?
1: The pod lay.
0: So- I'm just going to go right out and say it. Pod lay, Zoe's pick, plus 100 right now. Mm. Go ahead and scoop up the Green Bay money line Ooh. on Thursday night football. Love that. Little I revenge like, game. Love that pick. I think Jordan <laughs> love. it. I mean, hey, we didn't, we didn't have too many high th- – Hi, uh, things to say about the Packers last week, but um, look, the reality is Jordan Love's team is 2-1 right now, and um, they're going up against a great, I I really like the Lions this year, I don't know if they're great, but uh, I I love the Lions, and I think, um, uh, although they are good, I just, there's something about the Packers, Mm. maybe Dot was right, there's something about the Packers this year, so I'm going to say go ahead and take them at plus 100 for the first leg of our Mm.
1: parlay. All right, so I'm not going to include any of Dot's locks in this one. Just to Great, switch we it don't up. want to lose the lay. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't want I to mean, sell the lay again. <laughs> I mean, I, don't know, I think Zoe sold the lay last time. Oh, um, <laughs> God. My pick, I think my sixth favorite pick of the week, and this is, it's tough because it's Vikings minus three and a half, but the issue is that minus that half is really, it's really giving me fits because I think Vikings minus three is a near-perfect bet, getting that key number of three. They're playing Carolina. I think the Vikings are miles better than Carolina. And it's tough, you know, take three and a half if you see it, but minus three, hammer it, put all the money on it. Minus three, Vikings in Carolina.
0: So that's the second leg. Kev, wrap it up. Take me home here. Tuck me in. What what, what do we got?
1: Tuck us in,
2: Kev. We got Lions Packers over 46.
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I think
2: think this could turn into a high-scoring game. Two pretty high-powered offenses. Um, Again, I like Jared Goff as a quarterback. I think he, he can not afraid to sling it out. Uh, and I like the Definitely. Packers' offense. They got they got some underrated weapons. Romeo mm-hmm. Dobbs. They got there you go. Romeo
1: Dobbs. Um,
2: Another touchdown last week. He, he Dot did, dropped right? him. Yep. Uh, and they got Aaron Jones coming back this week, did I see? Or is that maybe uh, well, a question? I think
0: that's the speculation, but uh, mm-hmm. since it's a short week on Thursday, we're going to have to watch uh, what the practice report says for uh, today.
2: Mm-hmm. And, again, I can easily see both of these teams putting up at least 23, 24, 30 points even. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is – this is a great play. No, I like that. Um, mm. To tuck everyone in.
1: Mm. All right. So uh, w- with pod that, uh,
0: that's the pod lane. We're going to wrap things up here. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please don't hesitate to reach out to us, email us, email the Sports Analytics Club. Mm. Anything you guys want uh, to make this podcast better, we really appreciate uh, any listeners and any ideas you guys have. So uh, with that, uh, thank you, and we'll see you next week. See ya. See you.
1: While we explore the data and analytics behind sports, our discussions on sports betting are for informational and entertainment purposes only. Always gamble responsibly and within the law of your jurisdiction. Any betting decisions you make are solely your own responsibility.